Hey there, I'm Ruth Schwenk, and I'm so thrilled you're listening in with us at Root Like Faith. It's our deepest desire here to encourage and equip men and women to be rooted in God's Word, transformed by the love of Jesus, and moved by His mission in the power of the Holy Spirit. Nothing is more important. Well, on today's episode of Root Like Faith, we are talking about forgiveness. Listen, all of us have hurt others, and all of us have been hurt by others. But you know what? Forgiveness is what makes fallen and sinful relationship possible. Without it, no relationship could last. So yes, this can be painful to talk about. It can be painful to put into practice, but it is so important. So we are going there. We're going to dive in. Let's go. Well, as we continue through this season of Lent in preparation for Easter, we have talked now, we've talked about confession, humility, and today we are talking about forgiveness. And, you know, there's this connection between humility and forgiveness. And there's a book called Forgiving What You Can't Forget by Lisa Turkhurst. It's amazing. I'll reference it maybe occasionally here and we'll make sure we put it in the show notes. But I love what Lisa says. She says, humanity without humility makes true forgiveness impossible. So if you have not listened to our last episode that we did where we talked about humility, start there and then come back here to this episode of forgiveness. Well, this season of Lent, you know, it's a time when we remember how God has forgiven us uh, through the death and the resurrection of Jesus. And yet forgiveness is something that we all can struggle with. I mean, let's just be honest here. I feel like I say let's be honest all the time, don't I? You honey? know what? I, th- I feel like you do too. I, I and I always I say the truth is. Yeah. I can't help it. It's okay, I, honey. I love you for. It's you how are. I emphasize things. It's okay that are important okay. to me. This is a safe place. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Anyway. I don't even. I don't even want to know what I do. I. You know, this is. I know in preaching, which I know this is different. You people can't see me. Our friends can't see us. But I've been told that when I'm preaching, I touch my glasses a lot. Yeah, like, and so, um, so th- that's what I do. So yeah. I just own that. So I can say. So the right truth now, is... I'm touching my glasses. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, let's get to this whole topic of forgiveness. <laughs> you know, I think that some of um, our greatest memories as as human beings can be in relationships, but that can also be the place where some of our most painful memories are. And you know, we've all been hurt. We've all been disappointed. Others have been hurt by us, like I said, and we've been hurt by others. Um, But forgiveness, it's this gift that we have, I think. It's what makes relationship possible. Yeah, I mean, I love that you use that word gift because it it really is. I mean, forgiveness is such a gift to us. It's a, you know, as we think about obviously uh, the person of Jesus and what he's accomplished for us on the cross. Um, that that is a free gift that God offers us. He offers mm. us forgiveness with you know f- from Him. He offers us peace with Him, and so when you think about then extending that same forgiveness to other people, it really is a gift that makes relationships possible. And I just think you know it's sobering. Um, you know, when you start thinking about the relationships that that maybe have gone awry mm. over the years, and I think about my own sin, my own pride, my own you know self righteousness, and as I look in the rearview mirror of my own life, I see a lot of carnage from different relationships that I go, oh, that was Pat Schwenk ten years ago, mm. or that was Pat Schwenk five years ago, and I wish I had that relationship or that conversation to do over again. And and but so that... forgiveness is such a gift because you know I think about how many times I've gone back to a friend or a former coworker and. Mm. Just said, you know, 
I want to just apologize. You may not remember this, but God brought this to my mind. And I just want to repent of that. Like I was so immature at that time or so self-righteous and to, to experience the joy of, of, you know, another brother or sister in Christ forgiving of, forgiving you of that, Mm -hmm. um, is amazing. And so it really is a gift that God gives us, um, you know, to be in a relationship with him, but also to maintain relationships with others. Yeah. And I think that's where humility ties in. Like Lisa said in that quote, humanity without humility makes true forgiveness impossible. I think, you know, it's the humility it's in humility where I recognize, wow, just because 10 years ago, Pat Schwank did this that's you know i've done things just like that right you know like it's he's not all bad or, or you think about somebody that that hurt you 10 years ago and i go gosh i don't want to i don't want to i wouldn't want somebody to judge me today on who i was 10 years right. ago and so that person that said that or did that 10 years ago i'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. and assume they're there not something the same that person. happened 10 years ago no. that you talk about <laughs> just, a, just a number <laughs> I'll try not to look you in the eyes when right. I say that next time. And of time. course, there, you know, we're talking about um, forgiveness that might uh, come a little easier. There are certain things in our life that are very, yeah. very painful, and I, I, I'm so I don't want to make light of forgiveness either. I think, um, you know, but again, there's freedom that comes yeah. from forgiveness. I mean, I remember being—I guess it was just out of high school. I was working uh, in Fort Wayne. And I was, you know, going part time. I was going to school part time, and I was working in a factory there in Fort Wayne. And one of I remember one day it was it was on a Monday, and the only reason I know that is because um, the the lady that I was working with that particular day came in, and she was talking about like what an incredible weekend it was. And I remember asking her, well, like, what made that weekend? What made the weekend so incredible for you? And she talked about how there was, I think it was a Friday night or Saturday night, they were putting their kids to bed. And and in the midst of that, um, what came out of, of that conversation, that experience, is that her husband had been holding something against her for 13 years. Oh, my word. And, and I was like, just, I mean, as a young college student, like, I'm like, <laughs> that clicked with me. I'm yeah. like, uh, like even at that age, I was like, that doesn't seem right. Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, a long time. Um, but I just remember thinking that like, that, that's incredible. And so she just was, was talking about like the healing and restoration that came out of that for 13 years. He, was he, had, he had been holding her. something against her. And so she just talked about like, the, mm. I mean, and she was not a Christian, but just the healing that came out of that, that time of forgiveness, the conversations that followed that. And so there, are, yeah, there are serious things that we walk through. There's there's serious um, things that, you know we we sin against people, but we're also sinned against yes. in, in really really significant ways. And so forgiveness does not come easy. Um, yeah, and it, forgiveness isn't isn't saying that what somebody did to you um, was okay right. either. And I think that you know when I'm talking about these deep deeply painful and hurtful things that happened in your past, maybe, um, that you still struggle with today. Forgiveness um, is really just, and I'll, I'll share this quote later on as well, but it's, it's, you know, giving it's permission to have freedom and not let that person continue to hurt you right? Um, by not forgiving them. Yeah. Let's, you know, as we um, sort of continue on, let's look at a couple different places in the scriptures where we just see this theme of forgiveness, because obviously mm. it's the message of the Bible, God's forgiveness right. of us through the person of Jesus and his life, death and resurrection. But let's just look at a couple of examples of where we see this, this theme, this call, this invitation 
um, to to walk in forgiveness. And you know, one of the places that maybe we can start is is in the Lord's Prayer. You know, where the disciples come to Jesus and they say, you know, teach us to pray. And he responds to them and he says, "This is how you should pray: Our Father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread." And then he goes on. And he says, "Forgive us our debts." as we also forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And so I just think it's important that, that as Jesus was teaching his disciples how to pray, the, the act of, of repentance and forgiveness was, was embedded in that prayer. Mm. And, and so you know, what Jesus was teaching is this, this daily reminder that we need to come and confess our own sin to God and ask him to forgive us. And the main way that the Bible talks about about sin in the Bible is is really as a debt. And he's talking about how, you know, we, we need to come before God and, and ask him to release us of that debt. And of course, we believe Jesus mm-hmm. has, has done that on the cross. But as we continue to, to grow in intimacy with him, we need to continue to ask him to confess us of that sin and to release us from that debt. But also, he's telling us that we need to release other people from the debt that, that you know, mm. they owe us. And so, you know, when you think about somebody that owes you something, you know, they're, they're, they're in debt to you. That's the language of the Bible. And so forgiving them, you know, one way of thinking about forgiveness is, is releasing them from the debt that they owe you and saying, mm. you, don't, you don't need to pay me back for that. Like, I release you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's one of the, the first places when um, I feel in like, the Gospels. I, think, I feel like when you do that, you're letting God... Um, be over their life. You don't, you don't need to be the one that, you know, holds them accountable. Right. God will. Yeah. And that, I think that that's such a, such an important part of, of growing in forgiveness. You know, I think it's in Romans. I don't, I don't have it here in my notes, but in, I think it's in Romans chapter um, 12 mm-hmm. where, you know, Paul, he's, he says, you know, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Uh, um, you know, yeah. and, and I think what he's saying there is that, you know, God is a God of justice and he's a, a God who, who is a righteous judge who knows all things and he sees all things. And there really is coming a day when, when God will right the wrongs. Mm-hmm. And because the Christian believes in a just God, a God of righteousness and a God who is going to judge the living and the dead, the Christian can live more freely and more forgiving and more gracious. They don't have to take justice into their own hands right. and try to right every wrong that's been done to mm-hmm. them. There, there are some things that we we know that we just have to release to God and know that someday in his goodness and in his righteousness, he's going to right that wrong. And so I don't have to try to get back or to get even with somebody. Mm-hmm. I can grow in forgiving somebody knowing that, that that's in God's mm-hmm. hands and he'll take care of that. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I love, you know, obviously we're talking about how um, forgiveness is really the, the message of the Bible. And I, th- I think, you know, just looking at the life of Jesus and how he was mistre- mistreated um, and, you know, obviously crucified, and yet he forgave. Like, if he can, I can. Yeah, I mean, you just think about those words from the cross, um, that here is Jesus in the midst of, of being rejected, being betrayed, being alone, uh, being physically and emotionally, um, you know, emotionally and physically suffering, 
And yet, even in the midst of that, even in the midst of being penned to the cross out of obedience, not a love for us, he um, he's thinking of others. And yeah. he says from the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. Mm-hmm. In other words, he's making an excuse for, for their sins. He's saying it's out of ignorance. They have no idea what they're doing. And so right. forgive them. And so it's a staggering thing when you when you think about um, the work of God on our behalf and and, and just that idea that, that forgiveness really does require us absorbing a certain amount of pain. I mean, that's the cross. I mean, yeah. Jesus absorbs pain and suffering for the sake of, of others. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a really important part of forgiveness and living a grace-filled life is being willing, being, being willing to absorb um, a certain amount of, of, of pain because uh, it is painful to forgive yeah. somebody. Well, and I think, you know, the truth is, here I said the truth is again. You did. The truth you did. is we live in a <laughs> sinful world. We None of us are perfect. And with that, there will be forgiveness that is necessary because of that. Yeah. I, let me read this other um, passage from the Old Testament that I think is so, this is one of my favorite you know passages um, on forgiveness. Uh, Psalm 103, verses 10 through 12. And the psalmist says, he does not treat us as our sins deserve. Um, here again, talking about the the loving kindness of God, the graciousness of God. Um, God does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Um, for as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. And as far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from mm. us. And I just love that. I just love that reminder of again of the, just the graciousness of God and in what he does for our sake that he doesn't hold our sins against us he doesn't repay us for what we deserve um he comes and he pays a price for us and so i just i love that i love that theme um you know the new testament there's so many different examples um you know matthew 18 is the story of the unforgiving debtor um, you know, Jesus talks about in Matthew seven verses one through ten. You know how we judge others is how we will be judged. Mm. Um, he talks about the the merciful uh, person, and that merciful person will receive mercy. You know, Matthew five verse seven. Um, and I think it's important as we think about this. You know, you know Luke chapter six verse thirty seven. Jesus says, "Forgive, and you will be forgiven." Yeah. And so there is this connection between our own forgiveness of others and God's forgiveness mm. of us, and and that ought to just kind of cause us to tremble a little well, bit. Well, and pause, you know, I think it's a picture of the, when you talked about the merciful will receive mercy, I, I immediately think of the person who is holding so tightly to bitterness and pain. Right. And when they release that in forgiveness, again, not saying that the person who inflicted that pain upon them is right and okay, but just releasing them into the hands of God, um, there is there is such peace that can come from that. And that it's just a beautiful picture. It is. And I think, you know, as we, we kind of talk about that idea of just our need to forgive because God has forgiven us and the peace that comes from that, the life that comes from that. I want to just be real careful, though, too, because I think as we think about this command to forgive, and then you know Jesus says, forgive, and I'll forgive you, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a condition for our forgiveness, but it is the proof of our forgiveness. Mm. And so I want to just sort of be careful of that, because I think sometimes we can go, gosh, I, you know, I'm struggling with forgiveness, and that must mean that God hasn't forgiven me. Oh, yeah. And so we want to just be careful of that, that, that it's not necessarily a condition for our forgiveness, but it is the proof that we really have been forgiven. Mm. And so again, I think that idea that, that a forgiven person is going to be far more willing to forgive. And we ought to take that serious, you know, that, that warning 
that Jesus gives, but but remembering that God has forgiven us, and, and the real proof of that, the real evidence that we've experienced that life-changing forgiveness um, is that, that we are willing to forgive others. And mm-hmm. that doesn't mean we just forgive instantly or in a moment, but that we're, we're growing in that direction, that God is helping us, and he's giving us the grace to forgive. And there are some things um, that just take a lot longer um, to forgive. Yeah. So Romans twelve seventeen through 21 says, Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Well, I've come back to that verse a lot. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Those verses must be meant for somebody else. Oh, gosh, that's really, yeah, it's intimidating. It's like, okay. One of, one of my favorite memories early on with our, I think this was Noah, who Noah's um, 14 now. Is that correct? He's 14? Yeah. Okay. Um, sorry. He is your child. Yeah, I know, but I, I, I get them all mixed up. Um, and so he was probably, I don't know, he was a, a toddler. You know, he was just learning to pray. And I remember at dinner, this is when we lived down in, in the Toledo area. And I remember yeah, we asked him to, to pray one night and he was praying and he got to the end of his prayer and he said, and Jesus, we forgive you. Um, and I remember stopping him after the prayer, you know, and saying, you know what, it's, we're the ones that need to be forgiven. Exactly. And other need to be, other people need to be forgiven. Um, and Jesus is not the one who needs to be right. forgiven. Um, but I, I love, I love that story because I think so many times we, we think, well, we're the one that, That's you know, right. that is right. Mm-hmm. And other people need to, um, to come to us and ask for forgiveness. And, and yet Paul's words here in, in, in some of the verses we shared earlier um, really put the burden on us mm. um, as the one who maybe has been offended or has been hurt to take the initiative to go and try to repair and restore a broken mm-hmm. relationship. And that's that's challenging because we all want the other person to come to us. Well, especially um, if honestly there's people, it's they did something to right. us and you want them to come and 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 respond in a loving way where they're asking for forgiveness. And that there's a lot of times in our life where that just won't happen. Right. And so I feel like this, these verses tell us what to do with that. Yeah. And I think, you know, just, I mean, there's so much we could say about this particular passage, but I think, you know, one, one thing that we just want to highlight is verse, you know, 17, um, that, that really forgiveness focuses on repairing and not repaying. And so, so many times, you know, when we get hurt, you know, we're just so focused on on making that person pay. We, we want right. to try to punish them. And so we play the tape over and over again in our head. You know, we lay in bed at night and we sort of envision ourselves having that conversation. Or we give them the silent um, treatment. Or we give them the silent treatment. I'm sorry, uh, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should have some forgiveness right here. I mean, I'm not giving you the silent treatment right now, well, I hope obviously. Not. I hope not. But I mean, that's like my... That's, I your, have to, that's your weapon of choice? It you is. You just withdraw. And, and I'm apologizing right now. <laughs> I, I never knew that. This, Honey. this explains things. <laughs> no, it's a silent treatment until I feel like you 
you if it, if you did something to me, you need to come and say that you're sorry. Yeah. But again, that's not that's right. True. I mean, here this is like a real life example. <laughs> like that's not what the Bible is telling me. I I don't wait for that person to come and say they're sorry to me. Yeah, and I think that again, I think just there's so many times in in relationships where we have to be willing to initiate. Mm. And in that end, again, that's a that's a work of God's grace that He empowers us by His Spirit to do that. And sometimes that takes time. Uh, it takes healing, and but I, I think you know Paul's words here in verse seventeen. You know the, this idea that we need to to really focus on repairing. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful mm. to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. And so the the focus is on w- doing what is right, mm-hmm. um, and not repaying somebody, but but really repairing a broken relationship. And it just seems like so many times that requires that we are the one we're the ones that that pick up the phone first or send the text message or or make the invite to get together for coffee that uh, usually that other person will not do that and mm-hmm. so i think again the reminder here in some of those passages we looked at um, elsewhere in the Gospels is that we need to be the ones uh, who take the initiative. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that everything will turn out rosy. Right. Um, but at least you kn- you know that you've taken that step. And then, you know, you're handing it over to the Lord and letting him take care of it. Yeah, and I think that that, you know, when you look at verse um, 18, you know, you know, Paul says, if it is possible, as mm. far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. If it is possible. If it is possible. And so I, I think, you know, we have to be able to, in good conscience, say, have I done everything yeah. to, be at pers- to be at peace with that person? Um, and so Paul is saying, you know, sometimes peace isn't possible. Yeah. Um, sometimes a hurt or uh, an offense or a broken, severed relationship can't be restored, but Paul's saying, make sure that's not your fault. Um, make sure the burden is on the other person. Make sure you've done everything you possibly can to repair that that severed, broken uh, relationship. And um, when you've done everything you possibly can, um, if you still can't have peace, then then you have to walk mm-hmm. away, continue praying for that person, um, but make sure that's on them and not, not on you. Yeah, I love that. You know, I think one of my favorite quotes um, is by Fulton Sheen, and, and he talks about this is actually, there, there's multiple people throughout church history have used this same concept. I think it was actually St. Augustine who, who maybe first said it, but he talked about creation out of nothing. Um, and he was kind of talking about this idea that, that you know, um, that forgiveness is actually a greater work than God creating out of nothing. Mm. Um, and multiple theologians um, and writers have, have commented on that concept that, you know, in creation, God was, was really taking nothing and creating something, but in forgiveness, we're taking something and we're putting it into nothing. We're taking it into nothing. Mm. And so it's sort of the reversal, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, of creation. And, and so there have been multiple, you know, Christian writers and theologians over the years that have said that, that forgiveness is really taking something and putting it into nothing, and it's really a greater work than the work of creation. Mm. And I just love that that, that idea. Because um, it's so, so hard. It is. It is so, so hard. And so I just think, again, it's a work of God's grace. It takes time, and it takes humility, and, um, and, and ultimately... Again, it is a work of God, mm-hmm. you know, in us. And mm-hmm. so, maybe as we close, let's just share a couple practical ways, you know, for the person that that is wrestling with this. I think all of us um, likely have a person or multiple people that uh, either we've sinned against and we need to go and ask for mm-hmm. forgiveness, or that have sinned against us. And and I'm guessing that all of us have those relationships. There's people coming to mind right now mm-hmm. as we listen to this, or somebody listens to this. And so, what can we do? 
very practically to pursue a life of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, we could really, this whole topic of forgiveness could really be, we could keep talking about this. And, and so, but let's move on, like you said, to the practical ways, like how do we actually grow in forgiveness? How do I stop doing the silent treatment? You know, (laughs) that'd be great. Um, well, I, I think, you know, first of all, we've said this a lot, but, you know, it's supernatural. This isn't something that this, you know, out of my own strength, I'm going to, you know, yeah. I'm going to forgive. And I think that's really an important place to start for us to remember that this is only by God's grace that we can even forgive in the well, first think, place. And we, I mean, I think our, our desires are fallen, right? And this goes mm. back to kind of what we've been talking about throughout this Lenten season, that we need Jesus to re, to refine us and to restore us. And to correct, you know, disordered desires and sinful thoughts. And so a lot of times, you know, we, I mean, we know plainly what the Bible says about forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And yet we don't have the desire uh, to forgive. And so I think what you're talking about is, you know, if you're listening and you're like, I know exactly what, what God's word says about forgiveness. And I know exactly who has sinned against me, but I don't want to. Um, I think the place to begin (laughs) is, is what you're saying is that, you know, to begin asking God, God, I want to want to forgive. Mm. I don't have the desire yet. Um, I don't have the, the, you know, I don't, I don't feel like I I want to, the, the emotion isn't there. The feeling isn't there. The desire isn't there. And so God soften my heart Mm. um, through the power of your spirit and give me that desire to even want to seek Mm -hmm. forgiveness. I think it's a great place to begin. Yeah. And because we can't do it without him. Right. And I think we have to remember that it doesn't feel natural because we we're sinful. We don't want to forgive. And there's things that people have done to us that we don't want to forgive. Um, But God wants us to forgive and we can only do it in his strength. Um, and I, I think we should remember here that forgiveness, again, I think I've said this already, but it's not forgetting. It's not saying, you know, let's just sweep it under the rug and pretend like this never happened. Um, it's bringing that freedom to your life because you're choosing to forgive that person. And um, it's a process. And so that's practically, I think we need to look at it like that. This is a process. Yeah, I think, you know, that idea that, that forgiveness is not forgetting. Um, so when you choose to, to forgive somebody, you're enter into that, that process of, of naming those things that have been done to you. And that person, you know, admitting that and confessing that, I mean, that that is something that is just not, it's not an event. It doesn't happen just once mm. uh, and then you're done with it. Um, it. It really is this this process that every time now when that person comes to mind uh, or when the enemy brings up what has been done to you, like it requires, I mean, you're not going to forget that. But it requires then you choosing, by God's grace, not to continue punishing that person. Mm. And so I think that's that's where you see that idea that forgiveness is, it's not forgetting, but it's also a process. It's, it's making the choice with God's help to not go on punishing that person, uh, not continuing to withdraw or just even mentally when you think about that person, um, you know, sort of taking joy and delight in, in your mind about what you would love to say to that person. Mm. It's really choosing not to punish them as you move forward. And I think lastly, you know, again, it, it, it's coming back to the cross. It's remembering how much we have been forgiven. And I think when we continue to fix our eyes on Jesus and, and we look at how serious our own sin is and what it costs God to come to us and to suffer for us, um, it, it enables us um, to be able to, to be more gracious with other people. Mm-hmm. And I think God gives us the, the grace to see our own sin, 
Um, you see that in the, in the life of, of Paul where he says, I'm the chief of all sinners. I think as we continue to grow in Christ-likeness, um, we continue to grow in humility, we have a more accurate view of our of ourself, and we begin to go, boy, you know what, like who am I to hold sin against somebody else when mm-hmm. I when I recognize what I've done mm-hmm. uh, to God or to somebody else? And so I think as we continue to just look at the cross and fix our eyes on Jesus, um, God gives us grace uh, to to continue walking. I think in greater humility and grace with others. Mm-hmm. And I and I think again, it's it's supernatural. It's not in our own strength. And I there's a lot of people that uh, maybe you're listening and you need to talk to somebody. You know, you need to talk to a counselor. Um, I would really encourage you to do that because this a counselor can help you through this process. And um, again, it's it's not in our own strength. It's supernatural. It's not a. I love that we that honey that you said. It's not just like this one time. Okay, I forgive you because in reality, it doesn't usually look like that. I wish it was that easy. Yeah, I wish it was that easy. But it is a process. Um, again, I, I know I mentioned Lisa Turker's book, uh, Forgiving What You Can't Forget, but I, I want to make sure that I mention it again, and we'll, we will be sure to put a link in the show notes. Um, but it's called Forgiving What You Can't Forget, Discover How to Move On, Make Peace with Painful Memories, and Create a Life That's Beautiful Again. And I would just really encourage you, if you are struggling with with forgiveness, or you just want to learn um, more in this area of forgiveness, pick up this book. There's a quote um, that another quote in the book that I just love. And Lisa says, those who cooperate most fully with forgiveness are those who dance most freely in the beauty of redemption. And oh, that is just such a picture. Like I said, there's such freedom that comes when we forgive. And she goes on to say, You deserve to stop suffering because of what other people have done to you. Wow, what a beautiful picture. Well, this was such a great conversation today. We're so grateful you have joined us. If you haven't had a chance to listen to the other episodes on Lent, be sure you listen back. We'll make sure that we put um, everything in the show notes at rootlikefaith.com forward slash podcast. Also, if we haven't met, we want to get to know you. So be sure to follow us on Instagram at Patrick W. Schwank and at Ruth Schwank or on Facebook. We are so thrilled you're joining us. We welcome you into our family here at Root Like Faith. Would you do us a quick favor and leave us a review or rating and share this podcast with your friends? We are so, so grateful for your help in getting the word out. Okay, friend, well, we will chat soon and we hope you have the best week.